Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So we talked about last week about the story of uh, the Israelites going in to spy out the promised land and how God had already given them possession of the promised land. All he asked them to do was to follow his instruction and that it was already theirs and how some people saw it as a great fortified city. Some people saw it as a great city flowing with everything that they needed for um, for their subsistence. It flowed with milk and honey. It was a rich land. But then most of the people saw themselves as grasshoppers among the giants, as small and insignificant. But um, then we covered, we'll, we'll cover then how God sees us. And they said, because they felt like the other people saw them that way, that they felt that way. Mm-hmm. But they really weren't. So they were, to, to the people in the land, they looked like the giants. Because God had reversed that and said, you already have the victory. You just go in and do what I say. But they didn't do that. So next we want to talk about how others see us or we see them. And what are your thoughts on this, Lindsay? Yeah, so just around about how others um, see us as grasshoppers or how we see ourselves as grasshoppers, I really think that um, we as normal human beings, um, sometimes we might say, then we're better than you, or some might say you're not good and en- we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and some might even say, I'm so glad you're just like me <laughs> <laughs> because we all want that sense of community mm-hmm. and either which way that you turn it in one way, shape or format, you always want to be able to contend to one, like you want to be some similar way or fashion. And when it looks exact opposite to you, or when you have some type of insecurities, um, then you're turning your way yourself away from that fact of, of being similar to one in community. All everyone's different. Mm -hmm. We all have different qualities. We all have different strengths. That's what God has given us. We might have looks that are different. Mm -hmm. Um, We might have, again, the speaking qualities that might be different. Um, We might have an accent, Mm -hmm. like I'm from Texas. And I'm from (laughs) Georgia. Who knew? (laughs) And there's so many different things that, again, are very, really common, but sounds like it's very different. Mm -hmm. And we all have um, an opportunity then to just, again, just when we say grasshoppers and when we explain how, what we feel as though it's a feeling that you're having, go back to feelings. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling that you're having versus it's really a sense of um, ownership and where, who you belong to. Mm -hmm. That's right. We forget that sometimes, right? Uh, We forget the, who we belong to is the key. mm -hmm. And then we, we don't concentrate on that. We're not intentional about remembering that, our identity is in Christ. So everything that he has, we have, right? So mm-hmm. everything that was in that promised land, we already have. And they had, but they mm-hmm. didn't see it correctly. So what you're saying, Lindsay, in the sense of community as a whole, um, there's all different people that make up that one community. And we don't need to try to be like each other, like right. you were saying. So we need to be ourselves in that community and um, God gives us each a purpose in that. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about uh, this a 
you know, with um, Emily too, um, about um, standing for what we believe in, um, regardless of what everybody thinks. And mm -hmm. I will never forget, we would tell this to our kids and we should have explained this a whole lot better than we did. Um, but we would say, stand alone, stand mm -hmm. alone. You don't have to be like everyone else. If everyone else is doing something and you know, that's not right, stand alone. So Brandon was in like, I, I think the fourth grade and no, I'm sorry, second grade. And so we were at dinner that night and we we're sitting around the table and he said, mom, I stood alone today. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he doesn't know what that means. I could just see him standing beside the backstop <laughs> with everybody else playing Aww. and him by himself just standing alone. So yeah. I needed to explain further what I meant about standing mm -hmm. alone to, you know, my nine year, eight year old son, because yeah. that was, you know, not a an expression to them. They could visualize standing alone, but right. I didn't explain the story very well. <laughs> well, God explains the story very well. Mm -hmm. He gives us everything that we need to understand in his words. We just, we just don't always know yeah. it's in there because uh, we're not looking for it. So sometimes we see others as more important. Sometimes we see ourselves as more important, which we should, shouldn't do. And neither is true. No That's one's right. more important than the other person. God says everyone is the same at, as equal at the foot of the cross, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so how do we, um, how do we can, I don't know, convincing is not the right word, but how do we get people to really look for themselves to see what it is that God's saying? Because we can say, read the word, read the word, read the word, but my thing is maybe you need to pray before you read it that God will show you something in it. Cause sometimes we just read it to read it, but it will come alive. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we oftentimes, um, think that we're just not good enough. Um, or we're I, as not as good as a pastor of a church or an author of a book or a well-known speaker. Um, the evangelist talking to the homeless or the missionary talking to the unsaved, or maybe even someone you sit next to at church. I think we all think about those types of things. And some of these biblical folks intended to be heroes, but they were all ordinary people that believed in an extraordinary mm -hmm. God. That's right. And first Peter uh, two, nine through 10 states, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a child of God. You've been called out of darkness into his marvelous and wonderful light. Mm, that's good. And that leads us right into how does God see us, really? Mm -hmm. uh, we've been called, it says, and yeah. so and chosen. So um, we can look at how we see ourselves sometimes as insignificant, mm -hmm. <laughs> hard word, <laughs> not really, but I no, couldn't spit it out. So um, as a grasshopper, too little, and then yeah. or we think people see us that way, and neither is true. We've talked about that. And then we can think that someone's better than we are, or we're better than someone else, and that's not true either. So how we see each other, but how how does God see us? And this is the most important of the three. Um, our view is always contaminated with the world and all the things that affect our lives. So sometimes we look at it through the wrong lens. Mm -hmm. We see ourselves differently, or see someone else differently. And, most of the time, that's just a perspective I've learned. So 
when we look at something from a different perspective, that doesn't mean that it's truth. Yeah. The only absolute truth is God's word. So if it says it in his word, it's absolutely true. But if we look at, if I look at you, Lindsay, and perceive something that you didn't even think about, but I believe that is truth, then we're basing our relationship on a lie. Yeah. Because perception itself is not truth. And a lot of times we live our life as if it is. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be really careful about assuming that we know what someone thinks or feels or uh, anything like that, because that will change our perspective, but our perspective is not always true. So if someone feels that way, I wish they'd just come ask me sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, what'd that look mean? I don't know what look, <laughs> what, what did you mean? What do, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But we so often pick up on things and think, what, what was that? And it really, maybe it was something, maybe it wasn't, but Perception um, goes into like, again, that feelings and the judgment that mm -hmm. I, I really think that we talk about, uh, we think we're better than someone else because they can't um, be able to be just as best as we are. And mm -hmm. then we think we're the best. I mean, that's not true. Yeah. So I, I, I have a, I have a good story here. Um, and it really comes and makes me think about um, really Jesus talking to, about Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20 and, and how he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you to, to always in the, in the, at the very end of the age. And that's, we, we say this Bible verse all the time, but can we actually, to live this out is is hard. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very hard to go this, you know, this day in, day out. There's been many times that I have felt the Holy spirit prompt me at work or where I'm at on the weekends to share my story with someone, um, that is just struggling and just needs Jesus. And we talk about the grasshoppers and, and how we think about our, our, our personality and how we're just not good enough, but that's mm -hmm. so not true. Pam. I mean, mm -hmm. when I first, um, even think about all the opportunities that the Holy Spirit prompts you um, through. It's it's miraculous. Are you bold enough? Is the question sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Hannah always says this. She uh, when I first introduce um, someone to um, her, she always whispers, "Mommy, do they know Jesus?" <laughs> and I love that actually That's because sweet. you know what? That's the sweetest thing because guess what? She says if I say no, she goes. You should tell them. Yeah. And yeah. I, and that's the, that's the sure hard truth. Mm -hmm. That is, that is the truth. And yeah. I love how children the simplicity give, of the child. Yeah. Uh, Out of the mouths of babes, as they say. God always gives you those truths, even though sometimes you don't maybe want them. Your mm -hmm. children prompt you in yes. that instance. And I say that to say that make sure you, 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 check yourself in a way, because I think it's really important if you don't, if you don't know what you're missing out on. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was sadly kind of, in some instances, my examples are the truth. It's, I've not been able to spend the time to share my story, um, because I say no to people and, or I make up a, um, a reason why I shouldn't tell them about this, my savior, mm -hmm. the one that has set me free of captivity and given me the hope, uh, eternal right. life. How can I say no to that? But I, mm -hmm. I have a chance to do that. And sometimes I don't. And um, I tend to just feel like I am small. I'm not good enough. I won't have the right words to say. 
I'm afraid of rejection. And what are they going to say? Mm. You know, um, or maybe it's really, I honestly, sometimes it's about my pride and what they're going to think of me um, versus letting God handle all this um, and being his obedience a servant. So mm-hmm. on the other hand, I've been bold enough at times and tell others my story and even seen the fruits of the spirit um, being used immediately and other times not so timely. I'm still waiting on that, but I know without a doubt I planted a seed and did what God was asking me to do at mm-hmm. that time. So it's it's this is when I truly think of myself as what um, Ephesians 1 says, I am chosen and adopted into the family of the Lord forever. Yeah. And I land in Ephesians a lot, Mm -hmm. Ephesians one. And that is what God says about us and what we believe. And um, so I want to, to, I want to encourage you to read out there audience to read Ephesians one yourselves and look at it and just see this will what, what you were talking about. Uh, Lindsay, this will help us to be bold and not in a overpowering, I'm coming at you kind of confrontational way. But when we share what God has done in our life with other people, and we talked about it being our story, and nobody can argue with our story at the beginning of this podcast, and they really can't because they can't take that from you. Mm -hmm. So when we're sharing what God's done in our life, uh, Ephesians 1 is a great place that tells us how God sees us and what He believes about us. It says, in Him we are chosen. Uh, we are holy, holy and blameless before him in his love because he paid that price for us. He covers us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are adopted into his family. And we talked, I know that Dwayne mentioned in a sermon, but I talk about this, um, the adoption thing about not being able to be written out of a will in Roman times mm-hmm. if you were adopted. But if you did something your parents didn't like and you were their natural born ch- child, they could write you out. But if you made the choice to adopt them, you could not. So we are adopted. We are grafted into God's family, just like my little adopted grandson is grafted into my family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no different than than our other grandchildren. Um, he's part of our family. He was chosen. And so, um, and we have also redemption through his blood. If you read that in Ephesians one, we're, we have forgiveness of sin. He lavishes his grace on us. It says he makes known his will. Now, sometimes we wonder what we should do, but God will make it known to us when we look for, maybe not right that second. And maybe we have to seek it for a little while, but he says that he will make his will known to us right there in Ephesians 1. In him, we have a home in heaven. In him, we have a hope in Christ. And in him, we have the truth, salvation, and the Holy Spirit. This is powerful, Lindsay. Um, and Well, you know, God states you are chosen. So this is who you are to him. So did you know that God uses all of us if we're willing? You know, I I really think that um, we just need to be willing to be obedient to him. Right. And I think this story and the stories that we've talked about today uh, can be intertwined in our stories in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
how God gives us instruction and how that it's very clear when we look at them. Um, and he does that in his word. Sometimes we're just afraid or we create giants of our own making. Mm-hmm. Um, we have clarity in his word, but we're afraid of what might happen if we do that. So how then should we respond? You know, I, I think that um, it's it's God's will um, for us to be able to um, be bold enough and be in a relationship with him. And if he's stating that our name um, and he, and how he's uh, we've been chosen, then we can put our faith in Christ um, as Savior and um, for and it'll be your his name, our name for as long as you live. Um, mm-hmm. So. I pray that you listeners out there, um, that you know your name, know who you are in God's eyes. And that gives you the strength and courage when you're going through life's ups and downs. So don't give up on the enemy's lies. Um, Look up and take courage that God is there. He's working in the process. He always is going through the process for a purpose. Yeah. And in in that, um, so how do we do it? By believing what he says, Mm -hmm. by believing and trusting who he says that we are in him and that he gives us that ability for whatever he has for us. And we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss out on it. One of the fears that I have in my life is that I will miss something that God had for me. Um, So the only way that I can know that, and we've talked about this over and over, but I think it bears repeating, is that we know Christ. We know his love for us. We share that love with others. But how do we know him? We know him through his word. And um, so I would just encourage you, start with, you know, reading the Bible. If you don't read it regularly in in the Gospel of John, it tells you, or Matthew, any of the Gospels, they tell you all about Jesus' life. But also, if you are wondering or you are feeling a sense of, um, I don't have an identity or I feel like I'm a grasshopper or I feel like I'm in, insignificant, read Ephesians 1 and look at the things that God says to you that in Him you are and then believe it and act on it. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we do that, Lindsay, God, it'll all take care of itself, right? God has direction for us. He loves us. He wants to lead us. And all we need to do is follow. That's right. So I'm just, you want to close us out in prayer today? Sure. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you so much for your name, for your renown, Lord. Um, we just ask you to help us to um, believe that that's true um, and not believe the enemy's lies, Lord. Um, we know that you are our savior and um, we are are not grasshoppers in your eyes. Um, we are children of yours and for eternal life. Um, help us to take that with us um, throughout this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it 
goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.